Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. What's up, gentlemen? I'm just so glad that you actually hit the intro this week because and we didn't have to redo it. I, I'm just I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped. You say, you say that like I always mess up the intro. It only yeah. happens like like 25% of the time. Okay. All right. So one in four. <laughs> that those are not odds that I would like to like you know have to like lose a game or something in the middle of it. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean it's you know it's it's worse than 50%. It's the same chance as blanking out on two red dice. Yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to put your uh, put your odds on blanking out on two red dice because Boba Fett will fail you. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Boba would be eleven percent. We know. Searches. We know. Yeah. <laughs> there we go with the math Ma- again. Math whiz over here. I was told there would be no math. Right. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? Good. I so I missed last week. Sorry to all our listeners, but I guess it went pretty well based on the uh, outstanding comments we got on YouTube channel. So yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were they were outstanding comments. I just want people to know, like, I'm not, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I say stuff just to like rile people up. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were looking for the um, like. Pretty much everything is is fine. Uh, nothing's grossly overpowered. Nothing's really that bad. You can kind of do whatever you want. Um, well, that's this week because we're talking about separatists. Yeah, uh, I, I'd also like to say <laughs> that like that's not very interesting. I don't know. You know, like if uh, that, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm it's not a conversation we're gonna, starter. We're gonna find things to talk about, right? Um, and and sometimes it's hyperbolic in order to you know make a point which I tend to do maybe more often than most, but. Well, and we've said on previous episodes, uh, we are pundits and we make opinions on this show and you yeah. can agree with them or disagree with them. And we're happy for you to do both. Um, so. I'd like you to mostly disagree everyone. If you, <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that would really make just, just, just so Jake can listen to me complain in our, <laughs> in our, in our discord the next week until the next episode. <laughs> Oh, everybody's mad at me. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't say crazy stuff, Mike. I always say crazy Mandalorians stuff. Mandalorians are an F, okay? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I'd also like to reemphasize with these tier ranks that being a bad bad grade does not mean that a unit is like unplayable or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Um. I mean, that's so. exactly what we're saying, I think, right? Well, if it's an F, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. in, in competitive play, that does not mean you can't, like, you know. You can win a game with Mandos. Yeah, totally. I've seen people win games with Mandos. Yeah. And the only reason Mandos are really an F is because they're, like, a super variable unit. And Yeah, that's you know? all bad variants. It's super bad variants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, the other thing is, I think we base this off of you know, we're, we're already biased because of our own personal bias and play style. 
But I think one of the things I've always said is, hey, you know, I think it, depending on the pilot, if you're if you only play Mandos, let's use them as an example. If you only play Mandos, you play them all the time. Like you may be really, really good at Mandos, and that changes that kind of changes the parameters of what we're doing. Yeah, player skill counts for a lot. We're yeah. you know we're we're assuming an environment where like player skill is essentially equal, um, but you know. Legion overall is a pretty balanced game such that uh, most of the time player skill is going to be the most deterministic factor in your matchups. Mm. So, um, but we wouldn't have anything to talk about if we just opened every podcast with like, if you're good, you'll probably win. If you're bad, you probably won't. So um, anyway, we're going to sign off. <laughs> That's and, Legion. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. Later. <laughs> that would actually, let's have a podcast like that. We'd have an early night. Everything would be great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so we're gonna do the tier ranking thing with droids today we're saving the best for last that would be republic we will do that probably next next week but today's going to be the not controversial podcast uh because we're you talking think, about droids. you yeah, think we'll yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be we'll the see. not controversial podcast i yeah. i'm gonna, I'm gonna take something out sure, to yeah. make was, it controversial we'll find, say, we'll find let some. me let me put some ammo ammo in the gun here go ahead <laughs> But, and we're also going to hit some brief Invader League updates. Uh, but before we do that, let's hit some housekeeping. Housekeeping! Okay, uh, let's see. What do we want to start? Let's start with Patreon. So, hey, you know, if you like this blog, if you like uh, our blog, sorry, if you like our blog, if you like this podcast, if you like any of the content, the Fifth Trooper podcast, if you like any of the content that we put out, um, you know, we try to uh, pay at least something to all our all our contributors, and that's thanks to our Patreon members. So, as a Patreon member, you get access to an After Dark podcast, which is a special podcast where we deep dive and talk about other stuff, what's going on at the business, that sort of stuff. We do a live Q and A roughly once a month. We're a little late right now, but we do it roughly once a month. Uh, and so you come join us on the Patreon. You help support all the great content that you're hearing here. Uh, that's the first thing. The second piece of uh, housekeeping today is somebody had asked, hey, where's Jay and Evan? They haven't done a Fifth Trooper podcast in a, in a few weeks, and we're doing one this week, so we'll have one out this week. It was just with the holiday and everything else, it was really tough getting scheduling down for Evan, both Evan and I. So um, that's coming. And then finally, uh, check out uh, Stormtide. That's our narrative campaign that's uh, that we've created that kind of uses the rules of Legion. We actually just put out... Um, the first quarter, which is boxes one through three, uh, with all the miniature add-ons and everything. And you can get that at the Fifth Trooper website. And we're, we've got like, it's like 30 or 40% off right now. Um, so if you don't want to do the monthly or, or you've been hesitant to do the monthly, uh, you can get the first quarter worth right now uh, at a pretty good substantial discount, actually. Um, and that's going to be going on through the week. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it. Awesome. All right, before we do our main topic, let's hit some Invader League updates. Welcome to In the News. So we almost have a top four for Invader League Elims. A reminder, by the way, this is uh, using the old points in the old elimination started before 
the RG updates came out. So just when we're discussing this, that is relevant. Um, I'm not in the top four. I got eliminated in the top eight uh, by Florf. No. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a rough game. He was playing basically like Rexstar plus a unit of ranged Wookies, and then I was playing my uh, Republic melee Wookie list. Um, so basically, a melee short range list against a long range gun line, uh, the best kind of long range gun line. Hmm. So um, the map we were playing on, uh, it's kind of it's a little bit of a weird map. It has like a couple of giant hills on it and by giant hills i mean like more than range three across um and those are kind of like the quote-unquote line of sight blockers on the map uh in practice it's kind of hard to you know you have to spend like several turns moving over the hills and when when you're on top of the hill you can be seen from the other hills and also from below um so it's sort of deceptively like open if that makes sense uh, basically, I was in a position where um, before the game, I, I kind of made just like a bad situation worse for myself. Um, I had the, it, it's kind of like a, for baseball fans, uh, you have a baseball team. Yes, I'm going to do a baseball analogy. In fact, I have a baseball right here. This is, I did not plan on doing this, by the way. Perfect. Um, so uh, at the trade deadline, you have baseball teams where they can either like sort of go all in and trade away all their prospects to try and make a run for it, uh, or they can decide that that's not likely to happen and they can do the opposite. They can trade away like their star players for a bunch of prospects and build for a future year, sell the farm, basically. Um, some teams do one of those two things. There are also teams that basically like can't decide which of those things to do and they end up kind of doing neither. And then they just kind of like fade away over the rest of the season. That's kind of what happened to me in this game. Um, I had to essentially either just like run away with everything and kind of punt my ability for my own R2 to score and just hope that I could like, we were on hostage. So our, the main objective was likely to tie since we both had Rex. Um, so it kind of all came down to the R2s. Uh, I could either just like play super defensively, run away with everything and hope that I could kill his R2 before he got into the zone, we were on danger close. Um, or I could sort of just like go all in and bum rush him and sort of acknowledge that I wasn't going to be able to hide anything and some stuff was going to get shot. And hopefully like he wasn't going to be able to kill everything by the time my Wookiees got in. Um, I kind of did neither. I tried to kind of like score my R2 at the same time as like going after his R2. Um, it ended up kind of, he basically just picked off a unit every turn with like a laser shot of, you know, like a five or six AMZ six shot at the end of each turn. It just kind of slowly bled me to death and I couldn't really like approach him. Um, so uh, I did end up killing his R2, but by that time, the rest of my army was so depleted that he was able to kill my R2. And then that was pretty much it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So congrats to Florf, who moves on to top four last March of the Rex star. Um, He's playing against uh, Bantha Legion, who is running Empire. <laughs> Made top four with Empire. He's basically running uh, Iden Tactical Strike plus Dubacks. Um, oh, whoa. man, Dubacks needed a nerve. <laughs> a buff, buff rather yeah. whatever. Yeah, so this is the old cost Dubacks, just for the record. Um, I think the list is something like 30 points cheaper. <laughs> Uh, 
under the current uh, thing. So yeah. Anyway, he's taken the the already the best things from Empire, which we knew, which was tactical strike and dewbacks, <laughs> and putting them together in one list. So it's pretty effective. Apparently, none of his games have been streamed, so it's kind of hard to like know exactly what's going on in them. But um, hopefully, this top four one will be. And we can see what happens in uh, Empire versus the Rex Star. And then the other, uh, the top half of the bracket, um, Snyder has made it with uh, Dooku, Magnaguard, basically. And then the other game, I think as we speak, which is on Monday night, is currently being decided. That is ASAP uh, slash Jace against Babette. Um, and that is uh, another droid list versus a rebel list. So it is possible that we end up with uh, one of each of the four factions in the top four. Which would be oh. pretty cool. So yeah, that would be nice. I'm not actually sure that's ever happened in Invader. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's really only been what, like three or four Invader, maybe maybe three Invader leagues with clones and droids. The four out. factions. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the first two were dominated by Republic. Pretty yes. pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm rooting for Jace, if no other reason than that it would be fun to see one of each faction in the top four. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right, that's all I got for Invader. Sweet. Well, say lovey, hi, Kyle. Yeah, you know, I, and it's, it, it's one of those things like, uh, I still keep making Republic Wookie lists in my head with my list spitballing because it, it was so fun. And um, like, I, I'm still sort of learning how to play that list concept. I think it has a lot of promise. There are some weird things where you can work in like Padme or Anakin and do standby sharing. Um, you can actually fit like Anakin plus three full Wookie units plus some other stuff and get to nine activations. So I find that super interesting. I don't know if it's good. But we'll find out. <laughs> it's probably still worse than like Rebel Wookies, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's tough to say this juncture. Yeah. yeah, and I'm still thinking that Rex could be decent with the Wookies because, uh, although I couldn't set it up clearly in the Florf game, uh, in pretty much every single other game, I had something that resembled a ridiculous Call Me Captain turn, um, where Rex would just kind of like jetpack into the middle of the opposing army and then a bunch of wikis would just charge in and either hack with swords or take bowcaster shots fire supported by rex <laughs> it was just like a bloody mess um that combo still works just fine after it's, the errata really and good. The nerfs so <laughs> yeah and he gives a wiki scout too which is also really good um, so i think that premise still has some promise um but it's also 10 more points expensive on a list that was already kind of expensive. So you get a, mm -hmm. at least 10 more points because I, I had R2 also. So it's actually 20 more points expensive. So you got Welcome gotta, to Republic. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's expensive. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, at least with Rebels, if you had a list that was kind of like bumping right up there on R2, you can just be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just swap them for a Rebel Trooper. Um, you know, you can't do that with Republic. The next cheapest thing to swap R2 for is 52 points. Yeah. So it's still seven more points than you were paying before. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a challenge, but there are still ways to do it. And I tend to find those ways. 
because the Republic's been really fun, and it's like the only faction that I haven't really played around with yet. So um, I might end up buying some Republic. We'll see. Look at that! It all comes back. <laughs> all comes back around. All it was the Wookies. The Wookies got me. Mm-hmm. Republic Wookies. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let's hit our main topic, which is not Republic Wookies. It is droids. Oh, right. Yeah, let's let's do that. Get ready for advanced tactics. So just a reminder, we've done this the last two episodes, but basically we're going to walk through these. We're going to talk about every unit, rank by rank, and we're going to give it a grade. Uh, maybe a little bit hot takey, but we're using the sort of like S through F tier grades that are kind of common parlance in gaming. Um, and uh, just because something's a bad rank, like we said at the beginning of the show, doesn't mean it's unplayable or that you can't win with it. Just that there might be a better choice somewhere along the line. So, Like, like Wookiees. <laughs> yeah. Right? Basically. Basically. Good good news, guys. We're not going to just say, oh, you should replace everything with Wookiees. This, this <laughs> yeah, this is droids, so like I think Separatist is is Separatist the most internally balanced faction? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think it's it's not close. No. Yeah. Um, um so good job. Good job on separatists. Um, yeah. yeah, all right, let's roll through here. Let's just go in the Legion HQ order. Let's do it. Um Count Dooku. Count Dooku gets a firm uh, A, I think. Um, I think burst of speed really levels him up a little bit. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, um, quite like the end all be all. Like you don't have to take Dooku, but I think he's a really strong option, particularly with burst of speed. I'm actually surprised that like, uh, you know, we haven't been seeing more of him in like the tournament stuff overseas. Um, Cause I, I, you know, I don't know the, the third four slot that allows you to kind of take burst for free. Um, I think just makes him incredibly good. Yeah, I think I would agree. I, th- I, I put him in a, and I just wonder, we haven't seen him a lot because I mean, really separatists have gotten a lot of new stuff, right? There's a lot of new toys and that's what happens a lot of times with the metas when, when there's a bunch of releases and all these re- releases kind of got, that were supposed to be staggered internationally all kind of came out at once, right? So like, I'm sure everybody's overwhelmed with what's out there and he kind of got left behind, but yeah, I, I had solid A. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Hey, um, very solid piece. Good against aggressive units, which is the matter that we're in right now. So, yeah. uh, I I will say it's, burst is not quite free on him uh, because he does have master of the force too. So he's got a lot of good force upgrade possibilities. Um, you're probably replacing like barrier or saber throw, both of which are also very solid force powers. But yeah, you're probably running like push choke speed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's definitely, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm probably in the cut choke uh, camp at the moment, just cause yeah, I can see that, you know, uh, that was really kind of an anti, like, don't get me wrong. It's a good, good force power. Generally it's pretty excellent. Um, but 
it was really there to kind of crush gun lines. Gun lines are less of a thing. A lot of the units that you're trying to kill at this point are multi-wound models for the most part, um, which makes the value in choke is a lot less than I think it was in the meta we had previously. So, Yeah, I agree. It's still pretty good against things like dudes, um, you know, which is a red save unit that is otherwise sort of durable. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, you're still running into Empire gun lines. So, but yeah, I agree. It's not quite the same spot where it used to be. All right, uh, Grievous. Cool. All right. First hot take B. of the day. First catch of the day. <laughs> you say B? D. D. As in dog. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, D, I think even after the changes, after mm -hmm. the significant points reductions he's got in this latest update, um, I just... Uh, he does not bring enough to the table, particularly in his command hand um, and his lackluster courage value, I think, to merit any more than a D when compared with the super attack droid or uh, any of the other options, frankly. Yeah, I think he's tough, right? Because he really has like kind of one move. And it's the, you know, it's this one pip and it's good. And I, but it's not that good where you're like, okay, if I get, it's not like Palpatine good where if I get, you know, if I get that one pip off, I'm going to be killing a lot of stuff. Like I, it, the problem is that gun with versatile, it doesn't have pierce or anything. So like, even if he does shoot a bunch of people, like, let's say uh, this is something that happened to me specifically, right? Like I had those scout scouts with the, with the, the bombers and, uh, you know, I had a grievous roll up, tried to take out a do back, couldn't do it, did the versatile shooting and, and couldn't even kill scouts because I rolled blocks like by, by gun, nothing. you mean you mean the whirly lightsaber, not the actual gun, uh, his whatever because his pistol does have pierce. I just wanted to. Yeah, no, I bet his uh, uh, I guess the reason I said it's a gun is because it's like range one, right? So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's his uh uh what is trained in your jedi arts mm -hmm. move right um so it's just suppressive and versatile there's no you know there's no pierce on that and so if you roll bad and i roll good on defense like okay so you just got in the middle of everything didn't potentially kill anything and now you're dead so if you even made it to get in the middle to begin with right <clears throat> I'm going to say C um, just because yes, he does not have force powers. Yes, his cost is kind of sort of awkwardly placed in between you know, like a premium support commander like the super attack and then a force user. Um, but he, um, you know, he's got eight dice, which is more than most saber users and is enough to do some real damage to things like wookies and dubacks and melee. Um, he also has eight health. Uh, you know, which when he has dodges or surges, which should be most of the time because he should be running him with aggressive tactics. Um, he's also quite durable. Um, so he's just like, he's more beef than most Saber users at this price point. Um, so I'm going to say C, you know, I can see a place for him, maybe like alongside Dooku um, or like alongside a super tactical droid um, or maybe just alongside like a bunch of Magna Guard. 
you could run like a Magna Guard Grievous skew and use the 40 points you save on him over Dooku to buy some B1 heavies or something. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if we haven't really seen much of that, so I, I, that's the other kind of caveat to all these like rankings is we haven't had like a lot of like table time with some of like Magnagar for for instance, right? Like, so we, in theory, some of this stuff sounds good, but you know, until we see it on the table. Yeah, I just, I also think like, you know, we'll get to the super attack in a minute, but like, I think Kraken does most of what he does and like augments the units around him for 60 points cheaper. Yeah, I agree, mostly. Yeah, I I mean, clearly he's not as strong of an offensive unit, but I mean, he kind of makes up for that and making your Magna Guards not care about AI. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like they're just like intangibles. Um, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think... uh, Grievous just, um, I don't know. Uh, for me, he doesn't cut the mustard. Yeah, his his role is just really awkward because he's yeah, he's really only got one mode, like you said, Jay, and that mode is murdering things, and like other units in your army can do that. You yeah, know, if- I also think like the one thing that he's like been is good at is the trained in your Jedi arts thing, and the list that has been good at are kind of like falling and in like where they are on the power rank rankings kind of you know like lists with a bunch of units in one place are becoming a little bit more of a rarity um so training your jedi arts loses some value there like you're not gonna score the you know oh i hit eight units with your training in the jedi arts every game anymore you know so like i think not not that it's a bad card like it's definitely his best one by a mile but I just like you're not the, the ceiling on it has come down pretty substantially, I think. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. And and he just seems like he's missing something. I don't know what it is, but there's just something he's missing, some sort of support, something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's missing something. I, I think he's a great candidate for like the the Luke Vader treatment. Um, like really could use another three command cards to I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. All right. Super tactical druid, Kalani. Um, I think Kalani is D borderline F. Um, All right, we're going to have a good conversation about this. <laughs> uh yeah yeah i don't know um like i think he's he's fine i i I think one of the big things that the super tech like brings in is override and he doesn't have it at all Uh, if i'm taking a super tech i want to be able to use the override ability and yeah i just and like his reinforcements cure doesn't do anything um I don't know. I, I I think he's the worst of the three options is what I'm trying to say. Um, and for that reason, maybe he's just a D. I don't know. So, I mean, listen, I, for, for my, for me, I don't know enough about him to, so, so take this with a grain of salt, everybody listening. 
I'm going to put them in, I was going to put them in as a high C and it was just because I think there's some interesting stuff there. I just don't know enough about it and how it would work with the rest of the, the you know, the rest of the list to, to materialize. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at like a C because I, I think that reinforcements thing is pretty neat. Um, I think it's a cool idea. I, I just don't know formulating like how it would work exactly. So, you know, and where it would be beneficial. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm sitting. Yeah, I do think that he's the worst of the three super tactical droids, but the super tactical droid in general is like a really solid unit. So I'm not sure how much of that an indictment that is on him. Um, if you're taking him, you're running him in a list where you're kind of building the list in a traditional way where AI was not a problem for you anyway, where you can do it with face-up replication and stuff like that. And he's got direct also to assist with that. So will I agree that if you're taking a super tech, you probably want to be making use of override? You can definitely make some you know, some like B1 lists um, where you're mostly using coordinate to mitigate AI anyway. And then he's got direct. Um, he does have strategize too, which is better than both of the other ones by it two, two full tokens. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's basically calculate odds too, which like no other unit in the game has. Um, he dishes out four green tokens with one ability, which is kind of amazing. Um, yeah, reinforcements doesn't really do anything on him, whatever. Um, yeah, it's basically a non non keyword yeah. on him. But I've seen some really interesting builds where you know you park him near like a couple of spider droids or something else that you want to just be dishing tokens out and face up orders out to, and he just kind of like powers them. Um, so I'm gonna give him a C. That's fair. Yeah. Um, which is like perfectly fine. Like if you if you want if. If you come up with a Kalani build, that's a good build. He's perfectly fine in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, so, all right, Kraken. Yeah, Kraken's uh, Kraken is an A, I think. Um, he does like pretty much everything, and he does it all really well. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, um, losing the third command slot and contrast to Kalani for a training slot is really just like net upside you, you're never gonna take I mean I shouldn't say never but like the chances that you're taking three command upgrades are, are pretty slim so two is plenty <laughs> um you know so that that's just everything's upside his melee is way better his gun is better you know sharpshooter's the same he surges to crit um he's got override two which is amazing um he's got charge you know uh he's got he's got strategize as well you know he means he trades direct for charge um which is definitely like a, a little bit of a you need to plan for that but overall i think kraken's the best of these and i think he's an a i think he's the clear candidate that if you want to take grievous you should just probably be taking kraken um in most lists Yeah, um, I agree. I think, especially in today's meta, he's he's got a lot of really good uh, upside, and I think he's going to be able to kind of hold the line. You know, when you when you see in those melee units charge and stuff, um, and he's going to be able to do some damage back. I like the sharpshooter two Pierce one. <laughs> like that's really good. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so basically, you know, things effectively have no cover and there's a solid chance he's going to be dealing out at least one wound. Um, so that's, hey, I th I'll take that. Yeah, I'm also going to give him an A. And the biggest difference for me between Kraken and the other two is just how much, like his offensive profile is just so much better. Yeah. Um, like it's not even close. He's got four reds in melee. Um, you know, the generic has two blacks. Kalani has a black and a white. Like, <laughs> uh, he also has lethal one in melee. Um, and then, yeah, his his range attack is range three, double black, pierce one, sharpshooter two. So it's yeah. kind of like Lando, where you're just you're just going to be picking up a model every turn with him yep. from range three. Um, yeah, I just I look at Kraken and I'm like, th this feels like. Leia and Veers paired with like Iden and Cassian in the same package, you know, like like it's similar, like very good at combat while also being able to do the support thing. Um, and, and I don't know, I yeah, I sort of um, Kraken's on my short list as far as uh, expectations for price increases next next quarter. Yeah, and I for for me, I think with where we're at, like for that training slot, I'd probably give him Hunter. I think Hunter would be really good on him, especially when you got multi-wound units that are getting up in your face. You're going to be able to get that aim, whether you're in, in melee or, or trying to get that pierce, you know, with that shot. I think having an aim isn't, isn't a bad thing. I think you got to put endurance in that slot so you can abuse override. Oh yeah. That, that too. Um, personally, but yeah. Yeah, I personally, I would rather see override get adjusted than a cost increase. Because um, to me, a keyword that basically just like breaks open the faction primary faction restriction uh, in a way that feels kind of free. Um, I mean, I've ranted about override on previous podcasts. I don't need to do it on this one. But yeah, anyway, it's good. It is. It's a good ability. Yeah. Um, and we should mention, too, we didn't talk about it with Kalani, but um, all the, the command cards for all of the versions of the super tactical droid are very solid. Yep. Um, very for, solid for, support command cards. So yeah, for, for what are basically generic cards and that like, I guess they're not generic, but you know, that yeah. Cause these guys are all unique. So yeah. For a commander that feels generic E, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like um, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. Very solid. Speaking of generic, the generic super tactical droid, who is incidentally still unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it's B. You know, I think uh, definitely. Um, you know, I'm not gonna pay five points more for Kalani. Um, you know, I think I think he, he he's he's great. You know, we already kind of talked about stuff. I, you know, um, I actually think paying five points for Kalani is sort of a downgrade, but that's just me. What do you mean by that? Like his offensive profile is better than Kalani. Um, you know, the only thing you're really gaining. Is... Oh, Kalani! I'm sorry, I thought you meant crack. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, no. Well, I, mean, like, I was like, what? You you gain an extra <laughs> strategize, but you lose. Um, you lose override, which I don't know. Override, yeah. override really gets you out of some situations. Like even if, even if you didn't plan to use override, 
override gets you out of some like situations where your opponent really kind of like caught you with your pants down, you know, and um, I don't know. Like override gets you out of situations where there's a comms jammer do back in your lines and you're like, oh no, I'm screwed. Override's like, oh wait, no, I'm not, you know? Um, so yeah. I don't know. So for me, um, I don't know, just because uh, with how good I think we all think Kraken is, like I think I'm forced to give that one a C um, and put him at the same as, as Kalani. Because I think he does some good stuff, but I, I why wouldn't you just take Kraken at that point? Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going to give him a B just because, you know, the one thing that he offers that neither of the other two offer you is both direct and override on the same unit. Um, so if you've got a build where you kind of want to take advantage of both, which is a thing, mm. uh, then the way that you do that is with the generic super tactical dread. So. Yeah, that's fair. Fair, fair, fair. All right, let's T series, keep, huh? Yeah, let's keep the generic train going with the T series tactical droid, aka the crappy tactical droid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the T series these days probably comes in at a C. I don't think it's like because of the super attack, I don't think it's nearly as mandatory as it used to be. Um, I am not really sure where it's going to end up falling. I think like. Your your mall lists are still gonna want to run the T series, but I think it is just gonna be fine as opposed to like how we used to look at it. Um, so I'm gonna go see pretty average. I don't think he's in any way, you know, busted. It seems seems fine. See, I'm gonna I, I think I'm gonna disagree here. I, I'm gonna go with a B. Um, and simply because of his points value. And I think, you know, with any of the generic commanders, we, you guys always rank them high as well in the other list because we, you can inexpensively get a commander in there that can do some stuff, uh, you know, in, in a list. So I'm going with B just because uh, he's 55 points. And, and I think it's a good add if you're, you know, it, it's, a, it's a nice... 55 points to have if you're trying to flesh out a list and, and you need something. I'm going to go with C. Um, as someone who's played a lot of the T-Series Tactical Droid, uh, I, I have a really hard time, even like mall lists, making a list where I would have previously used the T-Series where I wouldn't rather just have the Super Tactical Droid. Um, you know, for 40-ish more points. Uh, which is not nothing clearly that's like an activation but i just feel like you get so much more um besides the command cards and the offensive profile uh this guy is like is he like the single most fragile unit in the game um yeah maybe there's probably a conversation for that right i think i think aren't the probe droids yeah but the probe droids have incognito sure i i I mean i'm just like as far as like you know, once once incognito breaks, I don't know. Uh, I sort of view it similarly because, like, you never put your T series in a place where it can just get like right. bombed off the board, right? In a similar way that you never put your pro droids in harm's way if they can get right. Just... But if your opponent has like speeders, they can still hunt down your T series even. That's that's fair. Which is, and there's a lot of speeders out there right now. So yeah, um, I've had my T series blown up by a T forty seven. It is um really easy to do (laughs) 
he sticks like a finger anywhere that that T-47 can see. He's just dead. I um, think to, to your point, Jay, about like generics ranking highly, um, I think this one in particular suffers because all of the other ones are able to operate as like good green token batteries um, in some sense. And mm-hmm. um, Bolster 2 just doesn't cut it. Uh, is particularly when you can't share the search tokens. Um, yeah. At least, at least where I'm standing. That's fair. Yeah, agreed. And those other ones are also ten points cheaper. You know, he's fifty five, which for a, you know, what is mostly a do nothing activation except for direct. Um, that's a lot of points when you could just buy an uplink on something else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna say C. Um, you know, fine if you want to take him because he's he's cheap enough. But I'd rather take other things. All right, operatives. There's so many. Uh, I think one's going to be on one end, and the other is going to be on the other end. Yep. <laughs> let's start with let's start with Cad Bane because he's first here listed on Legion HQ. Yeah, probably the only time I'll say this today. Hard F. Um, not good in this faction. Does not belong. Does not belong here. Does not pass go. Do not take this unit in your separatist list. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go F. I think I am gonna go F. I'm gonna say D, just because this is the only way that droids have access to a victory point keyword um i guess are you being serious right now kyle dude bounty is so tough it's not like d is a good grade no i just like the fact that you're even considering putting him in hold on let's frame it in this for kyle d means that there is a situation in which you will put him in a list yeah i can think of a couple lists i'd want to use him in Really? Want to? Would you I, though? Would you no, use him in a list that you had to play in Invader League and lock into? No. Yeah, he's an F. <laughs> <laughs> I am anxiously waiting uh, if to see if he gets any changes in the uh, Shadow Collective update. Yeah, we may have. Right, this may be a completely different conversation. This later. this has nothing to do with Cad Bane the unit. Really, fundamentally, Cad Bay in the unit is a good unit at his points value. He just does not fit in this army. Yeah, he's just a really awkward fit for yep. separatists. Yep. If you could take him in like an empire list or like a rebel list, I think you'd consider it. I think you'd take him over Boba Fett all day. Yep, I would. For sure. I don't know if I'd go that far. He's really squishy compared to Boba Fett. A Boba Fett that starts anywhere on the battlefield? Yeah. Yeah, but the, the Bane tokens are not quite as flexible as that. No, um, sure. But, sorry, anywhere safe on the battlefield? Like, you, you know, I don't know. Like, um, it's, a, it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. conversation. I don't know. I, yeah, I think he's he's really good. I expect, you know... Yeah. But you're right. He doesn't fit with what droids are trying to do. No, right. they're right. they're not really about the the tricksy hijinks, you know. 
And okay, that's what Cadbury so, is. so Mike, so outside of the outside of the faction, what is he as a unit? If he was in an, any other faction, where would you put him? I I'm not gonna rank him outside the faction because it's it's this is a meta-based discussion. Do it. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, I, it, it depends on what faction you put him in. In like in Republic, he's probably like an A or an S because like all of a sudden you could like you know share tokens to him and stuff and like yeah. cad bane with standbys is kind of disgusting <laughs> you know i i don't know you know they're, right they're yeah just, that's like fair. it's not it's not super fair to rank him you know and you could run like double secret mission plus bounty yeah which, you know <laughs> which i kind of i kind of wish you could do with cad bane in some sense since he's you know a fur hire bounty hunter you know like having him work with whatever faction i think would be really cool um though i don't think it would be balanced in any way shape or form um so yeah uh all right that's fair yeah don't tempt me to the dark side jay <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of temptation to the dark side darth maul yeah he's sorry not darth maul maul he's an s um that's... yeah i'll, I'll want to take this away kyle you, I mean, you guys know me. I have sort of made my identity around Maul recently. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just merely give him an A. Um, and I mean, this is the same reason that I downgraded Luke, and it has to do with the fact that Blue doesn't get table side anymore. Um, and Blue with Maul, especially since he infiltrates, is really important. Um, but he's also a Jedi who's very terrain dependent. So, yeah, uh, that's fair. Those, now that those two things are kind of decoupled from each other, um, I'm going to say he's merely an A. I think he's probably still the best Force user. He's, um, he's probably still the best character in this faction. I mean, I'd put him in the conversation with Kraken and Dooku. Sure. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to say he's a solid A. He's not, a, not an S anymore. We'll he see. definitely he definitely was an S. Yeah, definitely for sure was. I think he still will be. He's he's like one of the only things in the game that can like significantly wreck a Wookiee unit in melee. Uh, yeah, he's he's got the dice count. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, nine dice in melee on a lightsaber is kind of a big deal when we're talking about being able to deal with the Wookiee menace. So um yep. That's that's in my boat that you know, being able to theoretically you know, punch three Wookies off the board in a single swing of his lightsaber clearly that's like high ceiling, um, but but two is reasonable. Yeah, two is pretty reasonable. That said, the flip side is also true. You know, he's a he's usually on five health. Yeah, and um, he probably has the least defensive cards of all the forced users, so um, he can get punched down by Wookies pretty easily too. Yeah, is one pip still um, very good against them? What the the regular one pip, not the extra one pip? Yes, it is. Um, dual dual the fates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Wookies generally have aim tokens from somewhere. Yep. <clears throat> Looking at you. No, plus. it is. Yeah. Um, and it's also his only card that gives him a dodge. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Core. Only two choices here too. B ones. I like don't even want to rank these. Um, just kind of like, hard because they're just basically mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, 
both of these choices are just like good i I don't i don't know there's no depends on what you're doing i guess i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna give b1s a c you're gonna put them in every list in some amount you know they're fine that seems fair i'm gonna give them a b um because uh they're the cheapest way to get core units with a heavy in the game um and i feel like that's a little bit of a, of a dying way to kit out a unit at least the core unit uh we might see clearly empire with you know as, as cheap as their core stuff is getting between the personnel upgrades and the heavy upgrades and i think you'll see like you know storms and shores with heavies um but beyond that um you know like you're, you're not going to see many rebel core with heavies, um, but you're, you're going to see a lot of B ones with heavies. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give them a B. They're they're fine. They're they're not going to like. They're never going to like win the game for you, um, barring some kind of weird blocking melee last minute rush thing, which I've seen happen. Um, but they're not going to like carry the game on their back. Uh, but they're also like they're going to be fine. You know, they melt when you shoot them. But they're kind of cheap, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> B C, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Uh B twos. Yeah, I'm gonna go with C. I don't know. I mean, like it, it depends on what you're doing. I think they're just as reasonable as B ones, just like in smaller amounts and you know, with the proper supporting cast, you know. But still, still, still going to be seen in a lot of separatist lists. Uh, still very playable, I think. Yeah. I am going to actually upgrade them a little bit to maybe a B. And I don't know, right? And this is going to, this is list dependent too. But I think with the Persuader class tank, there's some really interesting things with the B2s, right? And so, um, and we'll talk about that here soon, but I, I, I don't know. I'm going to give them a B just because I think the if you put that Persuader tank in, they're going to have way more impact um, in the game. So that's where I'm going to put them. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to give them a B for because there's really like one weakness that B2s have besides their cost, which is certainly high. Um, and that's melee. Uh, you melee they too. Their melee is pretty garbage for their costs. Um, and then they're tied up and they can't use those arm cannons and rocket launchers. Um, but they've gotten a lot of tools recently to kind of prevent that from happening. The first you mentioned already, Jay, the yep. snail tank. Uh, the second is um, the super tax two pip, which is really good with them. Gives them disengage. Um, so, uh, and they're also really good, particularly the... Um, well, really, both versions of B2s. Uh, the rocket version is really great with the um, three pip of the super attack because it gives them a free recover. Um, and then the ACM way to run the B2s is really good with override because previously AI has been kind of like a reason to not run multiple ACM B2s. And with override, you can just be like, ah, I don't care. Uh, just keep, keep marching forward. Um, so... Yeah, I'm gonna give them a B. I think they get a lot of help from new releases that we haven't really seen that much in the wild. Um, 
And I think we'll probably see more of that synergy kind of come out. So, all right, special forces. Uh, oh, right. I, I just totally glanced over the special forces uh, <laughs> and went to support. Anyway, yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right. This will be pretty quick, probably. BX strike teams. Oh, man. I don't know where to put these right now. Um, these are anywhere from a D to an S. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big range. It is. I just, with the introduction of Override, these could actually be scary as hell. Um, and, I, and I just don't know how, how scary they're going to be. Um, it's possible they're not scary at all. And like, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna hedge my bets and say B um, but I think that these are probably the best strike team in the game assuming they have the override backup Ooh, yeah um, I'm gonna put them at a C just because I don't, I don't know enough about it. <laughs> I, I'm with, I'm with Mike. I don't know. They're all over for me. I, I can see some really cool stuff that they can do, but also maybe they can't. So see. I'm going to say a B. Um, and the reason I'm not giving them an A is just because of right now with the way the meta is, they, they occupy a really kind of weird spot in list building um they are definitely great with override uh you know three bx strikes with snipers just aim shooting all day with double red and lethal is terrifying to red save armies um, yeah especially like empire who doesn't have bad sharing uh like that you will shred an empire list with three bx strikes with um so gross yeah <laughs> uh but um I think most lists these days, and droids are certainly no exception, need an answer to melee units in the form of their own melee units. And that's either going to be, you know, a force user, which is going to be like Dooku or Maul, um, or Magna Guard. And if you're taking Dooku or Maul, you're probably not taking a super tactical droid, um, which means that you're probably not running override. Uh, and then if you're taking Magna Guard, they take up the same slot as the BX strikes. So um, it's just kind of awkward. Like, yeah, you know, sure. whenever I build a, a droid list, I'm like, I want to do override triple strikes. And then I build it out and I'm like, I don't have any melee units, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I'm like, I'm going to build this with melee units. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have all the things that I need to support these strikes. Um, so it's just a little bit awkward right now. I think if we were in a in like a, a gunline meta, they would be A, if not like an S. Yeah, uh, totally agree. But uh, I don't think we're there at the moment. So I'm going to say B. All right, full team BX droid commandos. Um, they're they're I think they're a solid D now. Um, I'm not. I just like if you if you want to dedicate a melee, you know, just take the magnet card. Yeah, I'm with you. Like the range three pool is kind of interesting. Um, and they can kind of do a little bit of both. 
but Magna Guard can also kind of do a little bit of both, and they're basically the same cost. So, yeah, my issue with the range three pool is that it's just uh, when you're paying what is basically 100 points for a unit for a special forces unit, when they roll dice on their attack pool, they need to actually do damage consistently. Like, like you need it to be consistent and like the ceiling needs to be decent and the ceiling is decent, but it's in no way, shape or form consistent. And it's just, it's not worth paying hundred points for that range three rule, in my opinion, particularly when you only got lethal instead of Pierce. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're interesting, and they've got some interesting things, like with the vibro swords and stuff. But, yeah, I think with the Magna Guards out, it just I, I guess you would just go with them. So I would probably say like a C to a D. Yeah, like structurally, they're not that different than, uh, you know, like the ranged Wookiees. Um, but they have the same problem as Mandos, which is that their variance is all bad uh and um you know they have lethal instead of that native pierce so they don't have quite the same consistency that like the ranged wookies do and the ranged wookies also have access to fire support to improve that um the consistency on that dice pool whereas clearly the bx commandos don't so yeah i'll give them the i'm gonna give them a d yeah, though so, I mean, like some of the stuff that seems interesting is I don't know, giving them all fibro swords and the dioxys, and you know, then they, they, I don't know, they got some interesting stuff with impervious, but I, you can get creative for sure. Yeah, I think you could get creative with them, but it doesn't. I don't think it heightens them up to past the sea level. So I will say, having used the dioxys sabs against Wookies. <laughs> really good against Wookiees. Um, because, you know, Wookiees don't have a save, uh, basically. Um, and the Dioxys Sabs are, you're going to get more than one hit on average with one of those bombs. And if you're talking about facing against Wookiees, you're probably going to hit more than one unit. Um, so if you're hitting like two to three Wookiee units, you're talking about like four to six wounds, basically, you know, which is the wound from the bomb plus the poison token. Um, I've used them against the Wookiees. They're super nasty against the Wookiees, especially because Wookiees want to get close to you and, you know, bombs are a defensive weapon. Yeah. Um, probably less good against the ranged Wookiees because ranged Wookiees don't care whether they're close to you or not, but they're they're silly good against the melee Wookiees. Um, but that's a little, like, silver bullety uh, when you can take a Magna Guard who are also pretty good against melee Wookiees and also really good against a lot of other things. So, yeah. Um. Speaking of Magna Guard, Magna Guard. Yeah, I think I think they're probably uh, in uh, low A, high B. Um, I think that they're pretty good, particularly in this meta where you got to deal with Wookiees. Uh, Magna Guard seem like a great solution, particularly if you take multiple. So. Um, I'm I'm in I'm in the Magna Guard boat at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm in a B with them. Um, I think still to be seen, you know how good they are, but I think there's definitely some really interesting stuff and 
like loadouts with the between the whip and and the the rocket launcher there what is it the rps you know i think i think there's some really interesting stuff for just taking another magna guard i don't know like there's you know they've got a really cool like heavy profile i think that makes them a little bit more versatile and, and interesting um and you know i like our irg from empire like they're they're good and and the they seem like a similar but different maybe better version of them uh, in different ways so yeah i really like them yeah i'm gonna give them an a um they're just a really good fit right now for the meta uh they they counter melee units by being a reasonably strong melee unit themselves and you can give them a rocket launcher to take care of armor at the same time so yeah um granted you're paying more than 100 points for something like that but still uh it's a durable versatile unit yeah, it's um, it's a it's like a good all comers unit, right? Like in mm -hmm. so you could be like, okay, I could build it out this way, and if if I run into these guys, I'm okay. If I run into that thing, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, they're also the only non-unique unit with a retinue, mm. which is really good. Um, this is a really strong keyword. Free tokens are good. Uh, so, and they get it when they're near any commander. It's also the only retinue keyword that's not a specific named unit. So. Um, this basically reads like it's essentially just like you get a free token at the start of every turn um, it's a much easier box to check than the other two uses of retinue that we have in the game so yeah uh, yeah there's just a really strong versatile unit uh, they don't like ranged pierce and then they don't like ion tokens but beyond that you know very solid yeah not much stuff likes ranged pierce I don't know. B1s don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, there's some units that basically don't care. But all right. Support. Droidicas. Yeah, I'm going to give them a D. I think that they're at least somewhat defensible at their new points cost, but I definitely think they're the worst option. I'm gonna go with C. I I think there's a place for them. I know that the other two options are much better. Um, I just think that maybe you could maybe be able to fit them in to do some interesting stuff if you're you know. I really like the ability of the wheel mode, you know, to like move them into something really fast and just start lighting stuff up. Um, it's just different. I guess it's hard with the way the meta is today, but I, I think there may be a place for them, especially if you have like Magna Guard to back up. You know, you could wheel your Droidicas up, up to their lines and just start killing stuff. There's some interesting stuff there, so I would say C. This is actually, I think, the only droid unit I'm going to give an F to. Um, Whoa. Nice. It's for two reasons. The first is their support unit that offers nothing against armor or melee which I think is a problem. Um, I guess you can block creature troopers with them, which isn't nothing, but you can also do that with spider droids. Uh, so um, the other problem is that they share a slot with a unit that absolutely shreds them in the mirror, and that is the ion spider. Um, not only does the ion spider take away their actions, it also takes away their shields. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad against ion spiders, um, that's for sure. And they're the same cost. So, you know, 
uh, I don't know. Anytime a Dragger gets an ion and deals with ion, it's a bad day. It's devastatingly bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, based on the fact that like they don't offer anything against the, the meta, um, and they get absolutely shredded in the mirror by something that shares a slot and a cost with them. Uh, yeah, I'm giving them an F, uh, which is unfortunate. I really love Dreadicus thematically, and I love how they look on the table. Um, but it's their role right now is just really awkward. I think it's a similar situation to Cad Bane. Like if another faction could take this unit, I think they probably would. Uh, they just really don't don't fit with what droids are trying to do, and they're super vulnerable to another droid unit that shares a slot with them. So, speaking of that other droid unit that shares a slot with them, the DSD dwarf spider droid. Yeah, I'm gonna give this unit an S. Um, I think that that might be a little too hot of a take, but I I don't know. Um, I think I think it w- maybe wouldn't be an S if the self destruct keyword wasn't on it, but I think that it is versatile enough, and it has like it's 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 like god tier ATRT with the upside that sometimes you just get to roll like 15 red dice at your opponent um it's not gonna happen often but just the fact that like you have like you know a bombing run bomb in your deck for free basically uh, or in your list and sometimes you and you have three of them if you're taking taking them um i think it's just like it's really good uh yeah s hands down cheap super good uh yeah i I think i'm gonna go i'm gonna be a little bit more conservative and just go with an a um i think on paper they for sure look like they're gonna mess some stuff up uh and i think once they hit the tables that the meta is going to shift a little bit because of it. Right. Um, and so I think they're in S I think I'm with Mike, but I'm going to give them an A just because I haven't seen them enough on the table to, to really like know what, what they're going to be capable of. I'm also going to say an A just because I think the best version of these is almost certainly the ion. Um, and ion is one of those things that's, amazing against certain targets and much less amazing against other ones so i could kind of see them being victims of their own success if that makes sense uh i could see like a tournament cycle or two where people bring ion spiders and then those ion spiders shred all the armor in the tournaments and then people stop bringing armor and then after that those that are still bringing ion spiders are hoping for a droid mirror and otherwise they're pretty sad they brought ion (laughs) so i don't know that gun is still really good it is still a very solid gun um but you know it's it's still like less good than having saps if your opponent doesn't have armor or droids i'm not sure i agree with that yeah i mean we'll see uh, you know i gave an a like so it's yeah still... yeah i know I, i'm sorry i I'm not, I'm not i'm not i guess i'm not agreeing with the they're they're not like i think i think they're better than the steps not having to move forward is a big deal uh potentially i mean i i think in the meta we live in where you 
strongly benefit from being able to just punt your battle deck if you need to. Um, speeders get a lot of benefit from sure. that in relative terms. Um, so uh, yeah, let's just hit stats because they're next. Um, I'm going to also give stats an A. Uh, because I think this is, other than the T47, I think Saps are the best speeder in the game. Um, and uh, speeders, I think, are really important right now um, because they kind of let you not care about your battle deck. They, they make it so that your list is good at, you know, the fast objectives, breakthrough, and bombing run. Um, and, you know, the rest of your list can probably, like the other six objectives are all kind of sort of quote-unquote doable by most lists at least um so purely by including speeders in your lists you give yourself the flexibility if you roll up to like a really crappy table with a good side um to just be like yeah i don't really care about the battle deck um they're also really good at hunting down r2 um so i think speeders right now have kind of a unique place in the meta and adding a lot of versatility to a list which is really important right now so yeah, I'm going to give him an A for that reason. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say A as well. Um, having faced these a few times, they are just a pain in the butt. And uh, they just cause a lot more problems <laughs> oh, generally uh, for, for the, you know, for your opponent. And that, man, that agile one is really good on those. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, A. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B. I actually think that they're much less good now than they used to be. Um, I think they used to be S, and I think um, I think they've come down a few notches. Um, the fact that they're also more expensive, it's not a ton more expensive, but it is like, it eats six points in your bid or whatever, you know. And as a separatist player, I still think that matters a lot. Right, but you can bid less now. So You can, totally. But, you know, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I think that they're fine. I think they're above average, but I don't, I don't think they're anywhere near what they used to be. Yeah, they used to be an S. Yeah. yeah. I'm just downgrading them to an A. So. All right, last slot. AAT, okay. Trade Federation Battle Tank. Yeah, A. It's, it's good it's strong it kills um i'm sure the spiders right are gonna have something to say about that and but other than that yeah i would say right now it's an a probably probably heading towards b but but an a um i, I think i'm willing to give this thing an s um i think i think it's it's i uh, let me put it this way i would pretty much rather have an aat than any separatist commander <laughs> i think um at least at least for me that's i just like you know clearly you're gonna need to take a commander with like ai and stuff but like if i could get away with not doing that i personally i think would um this thing feels the way like a tank should feel i think it's it's extremely powerful it does a ton of damage um it it is oppressive in games that it is in every game it, it is in your opponent sets up across the battlefield and is like how the hell am i going to deal with this thing um and it is it 
it poses a question that your that your opponent has to answer in a way that most armor doesn't. Um, and I think it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it merely an A. Um, I think it's I think it's definitely the best non-speeder heavy. Um, but it does take a hit with the increase to both it and also the naked B1s, which are commonly run in lists that feature AATs. Uh, you know, like a double AAT list historically, which would run six naked B1s and two AATs is increased by 22 points. Um, so it definitely got hit by some points increases, which I think is fine. I think it, you know, those lists needed that. Um, but uh, it's not nothing. Uh, the other thing about the AAT also is um, they get shredded by bow casters and by saber throw, both of which are very common at the moment. So, um, you know, they do have a red save and armor, which makes them super durable against most things, but attacks that have both pierce and impact at the same time just really burn these things down really fast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to merely give it an A <laughs> instead of an S for those reasons. Yeah, it's still very strong, very strong attack at long range. So, All right, the NR-N99 Persuader class tank droid, a.k.a. the snail tank. The last catch of the day. Yep. F. Ooh, oh, that's strong. F, and I feel, I feel confident in this. <laughs> okay, I know people are not going to agree with me. It's explain. okay. Okay, so every unit in the game that has the transport keyword, if it's good is not good because of the transport keyword. I want to just lay that out there for starters. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking this is good because it has the transport keyword, you're wrong. Just from the jump. Wow. All right. Go on. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's step one. Step two is once you peel transport off this thing, it's just a lat with weak point sides that has to like drive over the battlefield instead of hover over. Just want to be real clear about that. It's offensive capability is a lat, unless you get it at range two, in which case it's like fine-ish. I, I am strongly going to disagree with everything you just said. Go for it. I just like, it. not only that, but like you, you got to put like protocols on it that make it more expensive, which I don't know. I mean, you're going to be, the protocols is kind of- By like three alone. points. Sure, but I just you're putting an order on this anyways. It's it's kind of like it's a tax. It's it is a hundred percent a tax. There's gonna be an order on this unit. But the um, protocols can give you like extra benefits beyond just yeah shrinking sure. AI. I, I get it. I do you? I do I do get it. I do get it. You gave it an F, man. I do. I think I think that this thing is horrible. I think weak point sides is I mean, this thing is all sides, just to be clear. Uh, Kyle, give it give it a little bit of time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a droid list and I'm going to shove two of these down Mike's throat and then we're going to hear about, you know what, I changed my mind on the Persuader. I think, I think Gavs are still bad, Jay. No, you don't. Yes, not, I do. Not the way I... This, so, this, this thing is a lot better than Gavs. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's true. I think that this, is a, this is much worse than a Gav tank. I completely disagree. All right, Jay, oh I'm gonna. 
you want to go next? Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm not going, I don't think, I think it's a B for sure. I think it's a high B. I think that there's a lot of really cool options with this. Um, and I, I, I think it has a lot of versatility and I, I think the transport one open is just with the gav, um, the transport is kind of part of the gimmick. And you need that to like make the gav work, you know, like for instance, when I run the gav tank, I have to have e-webs. Like that's the only way to take, that's the only reason to even take the gav anymore. This I feel like has way more uh, opportunity and reasons to take it. And the transport is just uh, a nice benefit. Not, not a like, not the reason I'm taking it. I mean, it has 11 health and it searches on both offense and defense. Uh, it's gun is fine, but like you could get one of the armaments to make it a little bit better. And you're almost at an ATST level of, of, of shooting. Plus you're getting, you know, the, the programs or protocols. Sorry. You're getting the protocols, which you're getting, like Kyle said, you're getting more tokens. I mean, I, I think this thing has got some real legs and I, I'm really excited. I, I actually want to get it on the table. I'm going to split the baby here a little bit. Oh, um, here we go. I'm going to give it a C. Uh, I actually do think that you kind of need and want to use the transport portion of this to get your value out of it. Um, I do think there are some interesting uses of that, uh, B2HAs being one of them. Um, the offensive profile is significantly better than a lat. Uh, yes, you need to get to range two to get all of your native dice in there, uh, but it's got surge hit and range two is like not hard. I mean, have you seen the size of the base on this thing? I have seen the size of the base on this Dude, thing. It's this, huge. This but, thing uh, moves we, like halfway across the table with a single move. I, <laughs> like, I, I understand. That. Um, so getting to range two is uh, trivial for the snail tank. Um, so I'm less worried about that. It is the only weapon in the game that has a non-exhaustible ion on it, um, which means that it's going to be very solid against armor and droid units. Um, you can take this alongside spider droids if you want to just go crazy on, <laughs> on the ion. Um, I think you can do some interesting things with programmed. Uh, where with the spider droids, I think you. It's kind of a like with the spider droids, you you want to probably just lean towards engagement protocols because three spider droids is pretty difficult to consistently get orders to. With this thing, it's one unit or two if you're taking double, uh, so it's easier to get orders to and kind of more take advantage of the programming that um, you know gives you a weird AI like the AI aim or dodge. Um, I think either of those are potentially interesting on this. You know you. It, the AI aim one is what precise two? It is, yeah. Um, uh, which, you know, you're talking about a dice pool with eight dice in it and re rolling four dice with an aim. You can give it link targeting array. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty strong dice pool. So, um, yeah, I think there are some interesting uses of it. I think it's probably still worse than the AT in most contexts. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see. I, I think there are some builds where you can make this thing pretty scary. And I think it's a lot better than the Gav. It's also significantly taller than the Gav, which is one of the primary weaknesses of the Gav. No so. doubt. I just like, I'm, 
I'm imagining a world where your ATST always had weak point, basically. The, the weak would, point side would die immediately. Is, it's rough. Yeah. It, yes. This thing will get if you if this thing gets flanked, which it has a very long base, uh, so it's pretty easy to flank. Um, it's going to burn down pretty quickly if you're not killing stuff. So. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that. And and listen, I haven't gotten it on the table as far as like seeing how the base and you know and 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 doing all that. But you know, even with the gaps, they have weak side. And uh I you know, I found with them though that it's it's easier to manipulate than you think it's going to be, you know, once you get it on the table. But we'll see, right? Like I think that's that's why I'm kind of in the B-ish area with it, just because um I think it's good. I just I need to get it on the table and, and and run it a couple times. We'll see. This is one that I'm gonna come back to you guys in like two months and be like, I told you so. This is like hot garbage. This is gonna um, be the one I think you're gonna come back in two months after you've been spanked a couple times by a list with these in them. We'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I just you know, I'm sure that I will lose to this at least once, but I but I'm I feel confident those lists will be winning in spite of this instead of because of it. You know what I like the most about droids, if I'm going to be honest with you guys? Most of the units, this one included, you literally can like paint paint it with like three colors and just be good to go like like and it looks and it looks like it looks great yeah it looks just, ready yeah. yeah like you put so much time Dry in it, it all. <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. I, I was looking at this thing going wait so that's just that uh just basically like uh, you know metal uh and then red eyes yeah i could do that like <laughs> yep and it looks great yeah yeah. It's just good to go. What's that? What's that? Uh, spray from uh, Games Workshop. Uh, the the base coat that's just basically metal. Uh, like you just hit it with that. I forgot the name gun, of it. Gunmetal. Yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And you you just hit it with that, and then paint in the eyes, and you like you're <laughs> off to the races. <laughs> I mean, I'd throw like a wash on there or something. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking to the people who, yeah, yeah, like, know. you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I brought my droid list to ACO and people were like, yeah, that looks great. I'm like, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wash, dry brush, airbrush, call it a day. Yep. Um, So much easier than literally anything else. Uh, Yeah. So S tier paint easiness. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they're probably... (laughs) Um, all right. Well, that was uh, substantially less controversial than our previous two, I would say. Um, I don't think there was anything controversial about our previous two, but that's just me. <laughs> I wasn't here for one of them, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, separatists. Everything's pretty good. Yeah. Nothing's really crazy good. Um, what we end up giving two units Fs? So just Cad Bane, and then you gave the Droidic as an F, right? So that's it. Whoa, the Persuader class tank. I'm bad. ignoring. That was not a consensus. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a dissenting opinion. Uh, yeah. Jay Shalansky and, and Kyle Dornboss uh, speaking for the majority. Um, I'm sorry, Jay gave it like an S, didn't he? Not an S. I did not give it an S. Okay. I gave it a B. Yeah, he gave it a B. I gave it a C. Whatever. We'll um. call it D. <laughs> All right, so not it's enough. Gonna, it's going to be bad. It's got the transport keyword. 
See, he's already upgraded it, Kyle, to a D. He went from yeah. an F to a D. He's <laughs> got the transport keyword. It's bad. Oh, man. I All can't. Right. Uh, <laughs> you guys got any final thoughts? Uh, no, that was fun. Uh, Come hang out next week where we review Gar in all of its splendor, and uh, that's probably where the hot takes will be. <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been excited about some of the Gar lists I've been making. Granted, all really because I haven't, but... I have I I have yet to make a Republic list that I'm like, man, you know what? I want to play that. Mm-hmm. All of those lists seem to have evaporated into nothingness. I mean, part of it could be just. Like, because it's new to me. It's the only faction I haven't played in any yeah. meaningful amount of time. Um, I don't know. But... I'll uh, I'll let him talk about it on the Fifth Trooper podcast. But Evan sent me a pretty interesting list with Guard that I thought was was cool. But I'll, I'll you guys can hear it on there. So I, I don't know. I think with the the introduction of the Wookies, it's like it's just different you know there's more options and and just different stuff and and it's going to open it up to other other people i think i don't know if i'd say there's more options i would say there's different options did i say more i meant different i guess i didn't mean more i but but i just meant like before it was just clone you know gun gun yeah you know murder ball and now it at least it was the republic yeah now it's just a bunch of rebellious wookies in the forest <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> with some clones in there okay great yeah. yeah no i get what you're saying yeah personally i like wookies so i find that list idea very entertaining i, I like i like the idea too but like i yeah i don't know i'd like the 60 odd clones that i have on my shelf to be yeah i know yeah hitting the table yeah. anyhow this is what we're going to talk about next week Come yep. hang out and have fun. Yeah. Yes. It will be very fun. It'll be much fun. Agreed. All right. Well, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Nice.